This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Finn Co, and he talks to me about his love of hockey. I suppose more specifically ice hockey, but we certainly did run the gamut of a lot of different aspects of ice hockey uh, in terms of we got a lot of NHL talk in here, um, definitely mainly that, uh, but also we talked about uh, hockey and film, uh, Finn's own endeavors into playing hockey in the last year or so, uh, and it definitely comes up a decent amount, but I uh, am more knowledgeable and aware of the topic uh, than I would have been, say, a few years ago, uh, because my boyfriend Eric Braban, past guest of the show, is a huge fan and uh, is also playing with Finn in one of the leagues that he's in. So uh, I've had a lot of uh, experience uh, in their games and uh, in watching hockey with um, Eric, and uh, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of my hockey watching experience was watching the uh, Penguins win the Stanley Cup last year against Finn's uh, number one NHL team of fandom, the San Jose Sharks. And I came to find out during this conversation, uh, they also beat the Lightning, which is uh, Finn's quote-unquote girlfriend team in the other uh, part of the league. Whoops. Sorry, Finn. Um but not sorry because it was really fun to watch the Penguins, but I didn't mean to kind of rub it in here. Uh, I think we had a really fun conversation outside of that. Definitely a lot of talk about how great the movie Goon is. So if you're a fan of that, um, get prepped for that. And if you've never seen it, man, I couldn't recommend it more. Such a fun film. Um think that's plenty of setup there. Um, the Nerdalogs actually have a number of sketch show type appearances coming up, so I'd like to plug them. This Friday night, the 13th, at IO Chicago, we will be opening for and uh, kind of participating with uh, Elsewise our friends, the Sweethearts, and some of their friends. The Sweethearts are Ryan Ben and Adam Shrek, both past guests of the show, uh, and they are having us to do a 20-minute sketch uh, set to open their show called The Running Order, and the uh, gimmick, I guess, the setup, the premise of their show is that we will give one of our old running orders uh, from a past sketch show to them and they will then as improvisers with four other members of their cast uh, improvise a sketch show so they'll only have the titles of a sketch show and uh, from the audience um, they will ask which one of those sketches should be a blackout or a very fast sketch and which one of those sketches should be a musical sketch and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with one of our stupid set lists and I'm very excited to put up all new material uh, in front of it and uh, one of the reasons we're trying to put up some all new material is that we're doing some shows in sunny Los Angeles at the end of the month Uh, we have a sketch show at uh, UCB Franklin on January 26th and a Your Stories, our uh, monthly storytelling show at the Nerd Melt Showroom on the 
January 27th. That's a Thursday and a Friday. So if you're in the LA area or will be, check us out. There's way more info at nerdalogs.com, but I'll not go into it here because odds are that won't apply to very many of you. But, you know, in the off chance it does, check out more info. Come to one of those shows. I don't know that many people out there. Maybe this will reach more. I don't know. Uh, Speaking of your stories, I know I've spoken in the last few weeks about uh, us just passing five years on the life of that show. If you want to listen to the five-year anniversary show um, in its entirety, it is out as a podcast. But might I also recommend um, an episode that was put together by the members of Cover Stories and Kevin Reeder with their favorite stories and songs from the last five years. I listened to it recently, and it's just fantastic. I believe it's called uh, Best of Five Years. Um, It's very representative of the show. Uh, Some just great, great stories in there, and a couple of really wonderful songs. It was so nice to uh, revisit and discover a song, uh, song, a story that I don't think that I had ever heard before from uh, past guests of MBSing. Alex Talavera, and a past member of Nerdlogs, and Nerdlogs Emeritus, we'll say. So check that out. Your stories and MBSing are both a part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op, which is a very cool thing that exists here in Chicago and uh, puts some money into the pockets of the podcasters from some sweet small businesses around town. One last plug, also semi-your stories related. Uh, Finn, my guest in this episode, shared uh, uh, an excerpt from a project that he is working on uh, called Tartan's Hockey Live. So if you want to hear a uh, preview of that show that is yet to be released, definitely uh, look in the show notes for a link to that because it sounds very, very cool and I'm excited for it to exist. I'm also excited for you to listen to this sweet, sweet interview with Finco. My guest today is Finco. Yes. Yeah, that's me. And he's going to talk to me about his love of hockey, ice hockey. Yes. We yeah, we can at least clarify. Yeah, yeah. The I, ice hockey. I loved of it. playing floor hockey, but I did that for so little time and knew about it also for only the <laughs> length of time that I played it. Did not know that was a thing. Uh, what's the origin of your love for ice hockey? Uh, my mom is, she was born in Canada. So, I mean, I think that could be the whole thing right there. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was she, good. I, as soon as the question was leaving my mouth, I was like, oh, the Canada thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my mom being born there, she was born in BC and, uh, near Vancouver. Uh, it, but what also helped was that when I was very little, where she moved to in California, the San Jose Sharks franchise started up. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I was six when like the world's coolest jersey and world's coolest logo happened. Totally true. Yeah. Oh, man. And like what a dream. Because uh, that happened to my dad with the Atlanta Braves uh-huh. is he lived in Atlanta when they moved to Atlanta. Nice. So like you have been a fan for that whole franchise. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you're totally right. Like they have a great color scheme, a totally badass mascot and, uh, logo and everything. Very easy to buy into. And it helped, it helped that like there was, so it was the second team, like NHL team proper. Cause we'd had the, 
California Golden Seals that were also the Oakland Seals at one point. But I don't think those were not NHL, but the Kings had been around for ages. And then like as the Sharks are starting to become a thing, uh, the Mighty Ducks comes out and they'll become the third California NHL franchise. Oh, yeah. So it uh, it was the pretty much perfect time for a weird, awkward California, very small child to be like, oh, yeah, this is the only sport I know about. Really? That makes a ton of sense yeah. in that, I mean, being from the South, I couldn't have had like a more opposite experience <laughs> just in terms of like there, the checkers were there, but like no one's talking about the checkers in the South. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even right now, because I mean, I want to say just before the Sharks, like the Tampa Bay Lightning mm-hmm. got going. That sounds about right. Uh, but I mean, even though they've won cups and pushed for cups and and have had like some amazing players and great team and they've got and and people always rag on these southern teams for like not having good fan bases it's like they have great small fan bases yes sure and like you can't like people will be like oh i'm glad the atlanta thrashers left their fan base sucked it's like they they had they had great fans and the, the fans they did have loved them sure as much as they could with terrible ownership but like that's it's not their fault it's yeah. not the, it's, the south does not have like some intangible quality that makes it unfit for hockey totally agree i think tampa bay in particular is just a terrible sports city in general like the rays have no fan base like a very small fan base i should yeah. say and and a decent amount of success uh the buccaneers have a very small fan base and not much success yep, yep. they had a better season this year than they have in ages but like i remember the rays being in the in the uh playoffs in the last few years and you'd see the games on tv and there was no one there for goddamn playoff games yeah which is and it's so disappointing <clears throat> especially if if it's the first time yeah. that this team has made the playoffs in a while, the people who are there are diehards who have been waiting for this. Sure. But the city probably forgot they had that team. <laughs> like, not just the Lightning, but yeah, like any of these cities where like there's not much interest, it's mm-hmm. hard to remind i mean short of winning three cups in five years like this damn city like it's hard to like remind people because before that chicago had like you were way more likely to see detroit jerseys around when i first got here than hawks jerseys i would believe that i moved here like right after the first one of the three and i feel like i don't have anything to like compare it to but it would make a lot of sense to me if you said like you never saw as much hawk stuff you know pre 2010 as you do now and everything was more like bears and uh cubs and socks and stuff like that yeah or or like legit red wings because there's so many (laughs) there are like a because everyone loves ferris bueller's day off Mm. and b because there are like you know this is a midwest transplant hot spot so a lot of people coming in totally agree and i think that is what makes chicago such a fun sports city to be in yeah. it's like as any sports fan not just the, of chicago teams so i think there is a lot of that like transplant mentality and everyone just gets into watching whosoever team it is yeah uh so you go to s- the san jose area have you did you like start going to sharks games or did you like just see them watch them a lot or? yeah uh uh, I went to very few games of any kind growing up in Silicon Valley because mm. uh, that was kind of 
the very last hurrahs of the Raiders and the Niner, and the Niners being relevant for until like now. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. Like, that's it. Sure. That was it. Uh, yeah, yeah. my uncles have been very unhappy for the last <laughs> 15, 20 years. But, uh, so like I, I, and, and I never real heartbroken. Yeah. I, I feel real bad about Derek Carr actually. Cause I think he's a great athlete. He broke his goddamn leg right when they were about to go into the playoffs. Yeah. And it's, uh, so I don't even ha- I have like a Thanksgiving the game being on and mm. then being a failure awareness of football. Sure, but other than that, like my mom would take me. She took me to a couple A's and Giants games. Baseball's pretty well documentedly not for me. <laughs> um, you don't say. <laughs> uh, but I like my mom was a diehard baseball fan, and I did not inherit that. But hockey was much more digestible because it was it was all it was on TV pretty much from the get go. This wasn't something where it was ever competing too much with anything or like had to prove itself. The NHL was already like pretty widely broadcast. So mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, of course it's going to be on TV from its inaugural season. And I, my mom took me to a few games when I was little. And so I had my favorite character, the goalie archers, Urbe. Um, love it. Uh, which is archers. Uh, uh yeah. A R T U R S archers, obviously. <laughs> And then Irbe, Irbe, I-R-B-E. Oh, my God. Extremely Latvian name. I was going to say, you get some really fun, like, European, deep European names in hockey. Yeah. And uh, especially when, well, I also thought the league was a lot more diverse than it was for a long time Mm. because uh, Finnish sounds so much, Finnish names sound so much like uh, Indian names to me. Like, I grew up around a bunch of Indian names kids going to school and it was sure. like oh yeah a name like um you know uh hanu rajaniemi that sounds super southeast asian to, oh that that's a scandinavian yes person. that makes so much sense that's so funny oh because hockey is it's yeah like it's diverse but only in like the white parts <laughs> like yeah. you, like it's white diverse there i mean there's there's black players coming up now and mm-hmm. they're uh they're like there have been um, some great Asian and, and half Asian player like Paul Karai was like a superstar when I was coming up. Um, awesome, and that was super awesome to see. Yeah. And like native players, because you know, uh, sure. that you know that's also a great outlet. Sure, uh, but yeah, it it was really great to see games uh, and sort of until like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I want to do this. Mom was like, all right, and so she put me in skating class, and Aww. I was so bad at it. And I was so very bad at skating <laughs> that like I was falling so often that they were like, um, this is just skating at all. So wear a helmet. I was like, eh, like, oh wear like a bicycle helmet, something. So I'm just like gosh. this weird kid in a bicycle helmet who's still like concussing himself. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, good, you're not allowed to. And I was like, oh. hockey's not that important to me. I have books now. No. <laughs> and like the athletic the athleticism just like never was going to happen after that. Uh, no, I mean, I went on to like, I, I went on to play soccer, but okay. like, just like this thing that I very much grass wanted. <laughs> yeah, gra- uh, yeah, grass hockey. Or more importantly, like a game. Uh, the, the great thing about grass hockey is you can, there's no icing or grassing, I guess. Yeah. So a uh, player like me, because I was the kind of soccer player who, uh, w- excelled at just, if the ball was near me, kicking clearing it, clearing it, clearing it out. Yeah. all the way out so yeah uh yeah that was a nice transition for me also really i funny. fell way less 
That's really, really funny. I, I can't imagine that as someone trying to learn hockey, and I'm sure uh, you can speak to this a lot too, like Eric's been like, I bet you'd be pretty good at it just because like I did play a lot of soccer. Yeah. So I have like some athletic tendencies, mm-hmm. but that whole skating thing, you add that in there and it's a fucking game changer. <laughs> it, it is uh, until you remember that like, I mean, do you ever like just go to a rink for like a birthday party or, or like I, the, I say birthday party because like that's when mostly the of, reason anyone uh-huh. ever goes to casually skate. Uh huh. But that's a few yeah, and it, and then and you like okay, so you if you at least know how to fall not fall down at all, and then you're obviously going to be in way more falling down situations. But yeah. Now you're wearing pads. Yes. You're covered head to toe, and yes. like you learn really quickly. Like oh, I'm invincible. It yeah. doesn't matter if I fall all the time. That's a really good point. That's a super good point. Um, so, but you didn't start playing ice hockey until like relatively recently. No, I mean. The, the skating lessons were what did it in for you The skating lessons, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because to be, I, I joke, but to be honest, uh, I discovered books. Uh, I was, I learned to read roughly at the time where I was like, well, I don't really. Can't learn the skating thing. I don't, yeah, I can't learn the skating thing. Well. And also, I was the worst as a kid about like, oh, I'm just looking for something I'm unnaturally gifted yes. prodigy at. <laughs> so I wanted to try all sorts of different... I only tried the one sport, like uh-huh. willingly. My parents didn't put me in AYSO because every parent did because it was daycare. Sure, But like, right. I, I loved hockey, but then it was like, well, I'm sure I'll be naturally good at other things. And hard work and like learning and applying myself... Those all seem like not a very good investment. That's so funny. Uh, did you find yourself getting into... Well, you mentioned the Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, did you find yourself getting into like not just watching hockey, but like getting into hockey? So, uh, no, because like I, I loved I loved that movie mm-hmm. as a kid because I... Uh, because we recorded it onto our one VHS that we used for recording movies off the Disney Channel. Um, I had D2 also yeah. recorded yeah. on a, a, a VHS. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. It has a train sticker on the VHS, <laughs> and I know exactly where my parents' VHS cabinet it is. That's uh, adorable. But no, I, because I wasn't interested in playing it, um, I pretty much just forgot about that mm. and played soccer just out of... Not not like horrible obligation, but it was just part of my schedule. Sure, and I didn't follow any professional sports whatsoever. Uh, I was actually it was when I went to college. So fast forward quite a bit, I went to college and I went back and discovered that like my ex high school sweetheart was like a Sharks fan, Aww. and like I was like, yeah, I used to love the Sharks, and I used to love her, and like. <laughs> Oh, interesting. And so, uh, yeah, so that, you know, I I vividly remember being like, oh, man, the the Sharks just did pretty well this year that I missed out. Yeah. I'm at this summer job right now. I'm like, oh, they were... Oh, they were great. What what's hockey been up to in the last 10 years? That's so funny. So, yeah, I, I, I... turned my childish little back on it and came back and was like, oh, well, for one thing, when I was a kid and watching, like, 
Archer's Herb Bay worked very hard because the sharks were very bad. And when I came back, <laughs> and maybe that's like why you liked him so much. Oh. He was like a super fucking good yeah, goalie. Yeah, exactly. And I come back, I'm like, they won the President's Trophy and then blew it in the first round. Aww. That's amazing. <laughs> what a good time to come back to the, the sharks and hockey and all that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it. I only am getting into hockey because of a significant other and uh, a current one, not a, uh, uh, sweetheart one. Um, but he loves the penguins and I watched so much penguins hockey last year and then they won the fucking Stanley cup and it was awesome. Like I've, I've never followed a team do that. I don't mean to like rub it in or, uh, anything like that, but in my whole life as a sports fan, I've never watched a team, like I've never followed a team through to a world championship and it was very exciting. Thanks for not rubbing it in. (laughs) Sorry. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm very over it. Obviously from my, yeah. Uh, I just happened to be on the other side of the coin. I know. And I, and I, I, uh, I've tried to be very gracious because it was also, it was a great series. It It wasn't like somehow like a pack of, uh, like goons yeah. and awful spouse beating people made it to the cup. It was like, oh no, like this team, like the, I can't believe the Sharks finally went so far and that the t- the reason they lost was because they came up against a team that was faster and like knew to not load up any one line but to spread their talent yes. out. And like you just can't, like that should be what hockey is going to be is like an unbeatable distribution of talent. That's... It's really good to like hear you say that as a huge hockey fan and obviously not as a Penguins fan because it definitely seems like that watching it. Like, man, they just have some incredible players and they're, you know, they don't load any one line. I mean, the third line was what got all the like attention in the Stanley Cup last year. HBK line. HBK. And it didn't have uh, Crosby or Malkin on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like. That's that's a team that wins a championship. Because I mean, like with hockey, you always get a preview of what that would look like with the power play. Because then you mm. do, you're gonna put your best goddamn the very best five skaters mm-hmm. goalies aside, because often goalies are the best skaters. The best five skaters are gonna be out there looking incredible, having all these chances, and that's why you do that during the power play, right? So you can. So those guys aren't always playing together and exhausted. And like once they're off the ice, they're feasted upon because they've got no one else. No, we're moving now towards there being four lines and no goon lines. No one who's fewer and fewer, I should say, fewer and fewer goon lines, fewer and fewer face punchers, which I think is only to the good, which is not a universally held opinion. There are some people who are like, no, it's part of it. It gets them riled up. It really energizes the boys. I'm like, okay, well, then they... Can they they not play without that? Yeah. (laughs) Because that seems like a problem. Other forms of energy. Uh, That's really funny. If you need to see your your teammate bleed to really care about your job, you get paid millions of dollars to do. Yeah. We need to talk about psychological motivation. Totally. Yeah. I mean, a big thing in in baseball is the managerial argument is the like letting the manager like yell at the umps so and that- then like the manager which is like the coach right mm-hmm. being like thrown out that's always seemed that i that along with 
like diving in soccer and fighting in hockey have always seemed like the most strange set pieces <laughs> of melodrama because it yeah it's like oh this is very familiar and like predictable and yeah. and like script it feels scripted yeah i mean something that we were talking a little bit uh, mostly off mic about how the nfl has kind of like uh waned in popularity in the last year or so um but one of the things that the nfl did is they moved the extra point farther back so you so like people miss it a lot more yeah and it's solely a drama thing like it, it the extra point is kind of supposed to be a gimme and they right. made it less of a gimme to like make things more exciting they may because i mean i yeah the i always grew i don't know what i don't even know when that change happened because i don't follow football. Uh, i think it was this season I oh think. either this season or last season like very recently that's super weird yeah my first thought is like wow does that hurt kickers for fantasy because <laughs> i most of what I know from football is secondhand from Honestly, the fact that yes. everyone plays. It because does? they miss more. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, you would get, I don't know if there's negative points or not. It probably depends on which uh, league you're in, right, but I'm sure, right. I'm absolutely positive there are leagues that have negative points for, uh, I know there's missed field goal negative points, but oh, I don't know about missed extra points. I mean, I guess you need to have better kickers, but it's strange to even introduce doubt and raise one more question mark. Right. And yeah, because kickers have two, one and a half, however, you, <laughs> like what was one and a half job, and now right. it's weirdly two. So I don't right. know if that really helps or if that... Yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's, it's just like an interesting, um, thing to still see these sports evolving over the course of, uh, even the last like few years. Cause yeah. it does seem like a uh, hockey's move. I, I did watch a penguins game. They were playing the lightning, uh, where there were two fights in it. And I was like, I don't think I saw like, I saw like maybe one fight over the course of like playoffs and such last year yeah but there were two fights in one game i was like R really people still do this <laughs> like <laughs> you do still see also there are you know ri there are rivalries there are things um a lot of times fairly or unfairly you can lay this uh, at the feet of the refs mm. where if they just let stuff <laughs> too many little things slide it escalates quickly and that's when sure. you get these like how did my fantasy player accumulate 38 penalty minutes because it, you know this is going to be one of those things that happens every few years where it's a bench clearing sure. we say brawl but just like uh, it's not as though everyone's doing the full donny brook dance but like everyone's getting written up because they left the bench because basically. they left the bench. yeah because they left the bench after action stuff it's not it's not like uh a lot of that stuff cancels out, but oftentimes it's because the refs let little things go for too long. And, you know, we don't have as many goons now to just like skate up and knock someone down and be like, hey, we're, cut, that not, shit yeah, out. cut that shit out. Yeah. And so like then it boils over and you find yourself like, well, this stopped being a hockey game. <laughs> and it still happens every couple of years, normally in Philadelphia. Hello. Uh, what do you, so you play fantasy hockey too. Yes. Uh, I have played fantasy baseball and now fantasy football. Um, but like, do you know the people that you play fantasy hockey with? No. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, like there, I, I, I set up um, like a few years back, a friend of mine would run a playoffs only fantasy mm -hmm. hockey thing, which made it easy. You only need to know the good people. Mm -hmm. And it was only during 
it was only during the playoffs Last few and it was here. run on like Facebook messenger conversation. That's so funny. It was terrible. That's uh, so, yeah, that would be impossible so to like bad. keep track of. Yeah, it was. And he had like, uh, the guy who ran it had uh, categories that he liked. So there were made up categories to oh, keep in mind as well. Oh my God. Uh, and so, so. This kind of like one of the, like an Oscar fit, like a lot of people will do that with Oscar movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was much closer to that and generally lasted only a bit longer because it's weird when an entire pool of players gets taken off the table, which happens in, right, but right, uh, right, right, right. then I like eventually figured out how to do Yahoo fantasy hockey. So I play against strangers or I set up a league to play with like uh, some of my ice hockey teammates and mm-hmm. my mom. Uh, she, she's real good at it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely one of the reasons that I follow baseball as closely as I do is to talk to my dad and my brother about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I, I don't know if you found this with the fantasy sports, but um, <laughs> with the fantasy sports, he said, <laughs> like the dad, he has always been. Uh, I don't know if you found this, but... With, with the fantasy sports here, uh, and Here's the my Yahoo's. hot take. Let me print it out and leave it on the table for you to read yes, later. Yes, uh, yes. What I, what I love, and I think I sort of realized this very tangentially with uh, my roommate doing fantasy football, because I would just ask him things and he, he would know. And now that I follow and play fantasy hockey and like listen to a podcast about and everything, I know... Um, so much more than just the people whose jerseys get bought Absolutely. of just my home team and Chicago. Like that Absolutely. honestly was the case for so long. And so now I'm like, oh, yeah, I know why Carolina sucks. Yeah. And also <laughs> I know why maybe maybe why uh, Chicago is going to be in serious trouble if the goaltending yes. falls off kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. Um, and I uh, thought that might be where you would take it because like when I started playing fantasy baseball, it made me a better baseball fan. Yeah. Like I know so much. I mean, when the Cubs got Dexter Fowler, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. And it's like <laughs> I had no reason to know who this like random Rockies player was. Right. Except that. Because he was languishing in the Rockies, for one thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was on a mediocre team, but he was a good fantasy player. He got hits. Like he got RBIs. You know, he yeah. did it for the Cubs this season. Um, and uh, uh it, that's something I absolutely like would have had no concept of before fantasy sports. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Like, I think it's, it's, um, it's, it like widens the lens a yeah. lot. And also helps that sort of hand in hand with that. And maybe because fantasy hockey is a growing thing and, um, there's draft duel and all that mm. stuff. There, like, there's a lot, there's money to be made from it. There, I think that's semi fueled. Um, the stats rise. There's like a vague, a much smaller scale, but there is sort of like a new school of money puck mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. happening. Money puck, money I puck. Love that. Yeah, it's just a big, thick toonie. Um, <laughs> what a horrible visual pun! But it's 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 it's, it's happening. It, unfortunately, it's not like Moneyball, where like a team that won and won is like, by the way, we're just gonna blow the lid off our big secret. It's sort of sure. like. Hockey's kind of like, happening slowly all over the board, and like not everyone buys in, and like it does, it's not paying immediate tangible dividends. So even people who have buyed in are like, "Well, 
maybe we don't need our uh, our stats guy. Beat it. Yeah, interesting. Um, I I'm of course very interested in in that. Uh, uh, and I have heard um, that Eric told me about like some of the new stats that have been um, put in place and stuff like that. With mm-hmm. uh, so you guys are gonna have all these stupid acronyms, just like baseball. Stupid. <laughs> utterly nonsensical acronyms that are like named after the person who came up with the stats favorite goalie like it's and it's it's making an even sharper divide also between like like the people who resent the stats are also the people who really who want resent, there to be goons want there to be goons who are really angry that goalies on average are six two and the best skaters on the ice and so scoring's super down like I see. I I'm, I don't know how Wayne Gretzky himself feels about it, <laughs> but like a lot of the people who loved and enjoyed watching Wayne Gretzky think that like the new hockey is the worst thing ever. I get it. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has like twice the stats of almost everyone else yes. in his sport. Yes. Someone recently became past the second place. Uh, Yaromir Yager just passed Mark Messier for second all-time points. I was like, wow. Uh, he's never going to come. Yeah, like, congratulations <laughs> well, on when you retire, yep, yeah. You will have the second most points ever in yep. hockey. <laughs> you can keep being the ageless wonder and that you – yeah, it's too late. It's yeah. already too late. Your life expectancy is now the cap, not not your <laughs> playing expectancy. Right. Yeah. Eric told me about that. And, um, you know, of course, one of the other things that he threw in was like, um, you know, the points that Yager had when he was Crosby's age and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, he just he I mean. Sidney Crosby is his uh, Wayne Gretzky, you yeah, know, of like, course. Uh, uh, and uh, it's it's just funny to to be to for some. My entry point into sports has just never been behind a guy like that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I've not, I'm not like a Patriots fan or something, you know. Like, there's, I guess Chipper Jones is like as close as maybe but there's no one pitcher for the Braves that like led them to all their success it was a bunch of people there's never I've never been like a fan of a team with that one fucking guy yeah (laughs) I mean I think for a little while there we were all fans of of the 90s Bulls and that's that's kind of the closest because you can have a star player on your team uh and across the leagues and across each and all of the leagues, I think more often than not, success is going to be tied to them building around a star so that they yes. don't shine so bright or having a truly great ensemble. It's just that like Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin are uh, and were for like five plus years, the instantaneous and since their debut – faces of hockey sure which yeah you don't always have those a sport doesn't even necessarily always have a face Mm -hmm. or even you know uh two faces i mean like connor mcdavid they call him mcjesus Uh, (laughs) like he is going he is going to be one yeah he is also languishing in edmonton so i mean like who knows if he's 
if he'll live up to his potential and who knows if he'll grow the sport as much as Crosby and Ovechkin did. He's the guy who he got like three goals in his first game or something insane like that. Um, That's actually, oh, no. that might be Austin, Austin Matthews. Yes. This year's for, yeah, again. Yes. And I've like, been getting them confused a lot just because I don't follow hockey closely enough yeah, to like keep everyone fair. sorted out. Yeah. Um, But yes, I, I guess it makes sense to draw the comparison even though I confuse the two. And both of those guys, Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews, and Connor McDavid, they were both they were this this year and last year's number one picks, respectively. Gotcha. They will most likely be faces of hockey. Yes, especially because Austin Matthews is American born. He uh, he's from Arizona, which you know everyone has always laughed at as like this. Oh, why did the Coyotes play there? It's not, again, it's not a it's not a true hockey market, and here comes this. American-born, biracial, incredibly gifted and creative uh, kid who is, like the rest of his generation, like incredibly fit and has probably lost his childhood to like the machine Mm. of athlete training. Sure. But he's also not... He hasn't had his creativity coached out of him by, say, growing up in Toronto, where it's like there's a way to play. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. That's That's a really fascinating way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, what's does McDavid have like a similar like offbeat background or um I don't I yeah. don't know I just, sometimes I just look at McDavid and I'm like oh god that kid knows how much expectation is placed on his shoulders yeah and it's just going to be so like sometimes he looks haunted <laughs> by like the fact that he knew he'd have to be a superstar. Yeah. He would never spend any time in the minors. He knew he was going to have to wherever he wound up. He, mm. he knew because of how the draft works. Right. He was going to wind up somewhere crappy. Yes. And that he was going to immediately blow be, up whatever that blow it up yeah. and then also be stuck there because no one's going to trade away a generational superstar. And it's like yeah. Crosby did not come into a great situation. He won a cup pretty quickly thereafter. But like prior to that even though Pittsburgh has not lacked for superstars like Yager and Lemieux were and are like incredible sure. penguins. But like when Crosby showed up, it had been that a was bit. Their guy, and it, yeah. it was like, you're going to have to get us going. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have worked. And it seems like uh, he's like moved out of his growing pains of that like part of his career. Uh, concussions, <laughs> being haunted by concussions. Yeah, that's, that too. There, there's that. I yeah. didn't even. My my impression is that he was. Uh, f- fans didn't like him because he was like whiny. Uh, to this day, a lot of other teams' fans right. are sure. certainly gonna. By call fans, it. I mean yeah. Oh yeah, not no. Pittsburgh fans. I mean Pittsburgh you, fans were in Pittsburgh fans the whole time. <laughs> uh, there was an upside. Uh, no, that's also tied to the fact that like he. He came into the league at the same time as Alex Ovechkin, and Alex Ovechkin is Russian machine. Sure. Power forward. That's really Sydney, funny. Sidney Crosby is smaller, uh, looked younger, can't grow a mustache. <laughs> and so, of course, like... Even now when he tries to grow a beard, it's, it's just... Still, it's, it's still an American patchy. <laughs> it's a real patchy beast. <laughs> but he, he's, he was so talented, but he very much was the new model of like talent. He, he couldn't throw that many hits. He was a bit more fragile. And so of course hockey, which has got a terrible toxic culture, uh, that is 
working its way out, but yeah. it starts in junior. So, of course, Cindy Crosby is a thing that a lot of fans like to call him or Crybaby Crosby. It's it's sure. so easy in a sport that is so dogged by, like, we're still going to do fighting. We're still going to, you know, claim that it was much better back in the heyday that, mm-hmm. like, of course, a lot of this stuff just stays gross like a, a sm- smaller finesse player who like seemingly is mouthy about like penalties and hits and stuff like yeah. that is is never gonna make it without getting a bunch of uh critiques uh, but yes exactly that makes sense it makes a lot of sense uh and uh i i think it's just so much more interesting to watch sports as skill instead of as brute strength and i understand i mean there are sports of pure brute strength so Mm -hmm. and there is a skill in in that there is and there is uh there's skill even in building a team full of people with brute strength or 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 like with your 13th forward who's gonna sit in the press box most nights and then being like i'm gonna put him in the lineup against this team to protect my young guns and then sometimes that is the right call. And sometimes sure. even then you're like, well, then it became an arms race. Yeah. You know, it's always been an arms race. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of takes that element out of the strategy of yeah. it. That's interesting. Uh, what do you think it is about about the, the like play of hockey that like draws you to it? I'm sure some of that is that. It's what I grew up with. It was the very first display of athletic skill. I mean, th- you know, I think uh, a lot of people, whatever their family watches when they're kids and has <laughs> when they don't have control of the remote, um, is going to influence totally. what they care about, what they love, and it also helped that um, you know it, it was a big. It's a big, exciting part of the Winter Olympics. Oh yeah, sure. You know, you uh, that's that is an advantage it has over a lot of other big sports, mm-hmm. and it it gets like an an international set piece every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I and, think of soccer similarly. Yes, exactly. And and you and there's this of awareness you have that like the rest of the world does play this, and this is other places, and you know. Oh right! It's not just the NHL. There is the KHL. There are all these incredible, like fast uh, Swiss and Finnish and Swedish leagues that are locally all anyone cares about. Sure, like, yeah. There are enough. Man, I bet if you dug, you could find like such badass hockey jerseys. Oh <laughs> from my those God. other. Yeah. I bet you could. The trouble is, you'd have to dig past the ones that are completely plastered in promotional logos oh, because a lot yeah. of these jerseys, it's like there might be a cool logo underneath, like the gas station one. Yeah. But yeah, there's that's rough. There's but you gotta want them to play, so it's like yeah, 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 and that's how and they that's how they hack it. That's how they make it. it mm-hmm. the, for for women's hockey, it's very similar to the WNBA in that like a lot of people, if they're not able to or before they're able to make it to the one professional women's league of their sport in this country it's like yeah i'm gonna go to eastern europe where wow people care about all sports every sports they can't get enough of it there's gonna be a market for it so yeah there are a lot of people who just go over and like uh, okay just like put in time there before until they can actually become a professional yeah and they're great developmental leagues yeah that's that's really it's really interesting 
and of course frustrating. Um, but I knew there, there's a, Oh, is it the WNHL? NWHL. NWHL. Yeah. I see. Um, I knew this existed. Um, I don't follow it at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Phil Kessel's younger sister is like also a star in the NWHL. Yeah. She came back from a concussion last year to finish up her college career. Mm. Um, and she is, she's a generational talent. Um, That's awesome. Like, never mind that she is. Phil Kessel's sister, which I'm sure helps, but like right. I, I know a lot of women's hockey fans. Amanda, uh, yeah, Amanda Kessel, uh, and I know a lot of women's hockey fans who call her uh, Best Kessel because <gasps> I Ke- love that Phil Kessel is great, yeah, um, and that's and that's fantastic. But he's you know he's deeper into his career. He's uh-huh. he's also faced his fair share of undeserved media and fan bashing. Yeah, that's that's what I've gathered. Yeah, and it, it's it's heartening to see uh, Pittsburgh embrace him so much yeah the way team usa didn't um (laughs) man yeah that's weird uh but yeah amanda kessel he was i remember hearing about that because he was like tweeting some shade yeah (laughs) which he could do from the comfort of his home yeah which i completely yep yeah. yeah as soon as i heard about that whole like thing like dude was on a stanley cup team and didn't get put on a usa international team and it was a just like absurd. usa national team absurd yeah um i have a lot of thoughts about that cup. <laughs> but uh it was a weird cup it was, it a, was weird, a weird cup super weird it's really weird that there was a team called europe that was just all <laughs> the other european players of whatever age and also that there was a team just called north america that was kids just yeah. all these terrifyingly talented kids so bizarre yep. and they did super they well they did great and we would probably watch like they could be the harlem globetrotters of hockey they were a weird super team and no one quite knows what their deal is now no one knew about them outside of people who were following the world cup and then like what who That's are? a team in sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll watch them play anyone. I'll watch them play teams from other sports. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch them on Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Uh, and like so I, – I, I think the the thing that I've learned is that like kind of uh, – hockey seems to be kind of forced to do some like weirder – make some weirder choices – just because it's not this huge like thing, it's not a give. It, yeah, it it can't take a lot for granted. So it does yeah. need to keep trying things. It. it has faced uh, an awful number of lockouts in like mm. the past twenty years alone. We're probably teetering on the brink of another one soon. Um, and you know this big push again for uh, smaller, faster, creative players away from goons towards analytics. It's it's be it's it's very amorphous. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is a uh, feature, not a bug. Cause I mean, I remember learning that, uh, like <laughs> I remember during the last presidential election, mm-hmm. learning that like Mitt Romney had made a bid to buy the NHL <gasps> at some point or like be, or like have like, instead of Gary Bettman, we might have gotten Mitt Romney and it was just Whoa. like a really weird piece of knowledge to learn because Gary Bettman is pretty well hated by the fans of the sport and the players and just like everyone. But he's a convenient whipping post as the commissioner. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, nonetheless, made some brave choices that a lot of people 
at scoffed first. at yeah. and some of them still scoff at but like i don't know if if we don't get him saying like we have to open up and go to other markets we have to expand this beyond like cold places to all of these non-traditional hockey markets without that do we get like um more national attention yeah well and and, and do we get austin matthews if the if the coyotes don't move there and if and if the and if the league doesn't tend towards small fast smart guys like crosby do, do we get austin matthews do we get mcdavid do like that's really cool yeah that's really interesting yeah like what what if Mitt Romney ran the NHL? The, the, this article was like it would have doubled down on what it was good at. It wouldn't yeah. be what it is today. So who knows? It was That's just a weird really thing. Interesting. It was a very weird article, and I don't quite know what I took away from it because I already knew who I was voting for. But it was just a weird like. That's a strange alternate timeline. No one would ever write a piece of fiction about. Yeah, sure, right. That's so funny. Uh, what? So how are you feeling about the Golden Knights? Oh, your Las... Or actually, it's your Vegas Golden Knights. You're right, yeah. I don't know why the loss is not... Because it's not the Angeles Kings. Uh, what I read is that um, they did that because the locals call it Vegas. I mean, everyone does call it vegas it's just really weird to make but it also, part of your name everyone calls it la you know like yeah. and it and like <sighs> they're officially the the ohio state university of like they're the hung up oh on, yes hung up on preposition team of so this true sport. the yes. your vegas golden knights i to me golden knights just reads too much as adjective noun to yeah, be a good also mascot. kind of pissed off some of like the army people it's meant to be an homage to really yeah because the owner like has ties to that brigade division well, i i don't uh, claim to know but it's sort of like some people are like eh, it's i heard that the a owner weird line that was really pushing the knights thing yeah and it's really weird that they they reserved a bunch of different domain names and copyrights so it was like maybe they're gonna be the desert knights maybe they're gonna be the, like but even at, honestly i say desert knights is better i liked desert <laughs> knights way better that's better boogie knights would have been better it was <laughs> D- Golden Knights is very <laughs> weird. Uh, it's a Mad Libs. Yeah, it is a Mad Libs. And it's also like, of all the colors, like you went with one that has a different word for its color than it, like golden and gold is weird. Like you've That's already really made it weird. Point. Yeah. You've picked a strange Ugh, color for God. all of the colors you had to Mad Lib with. It's like, yeah. mm, I'm going to use one that changes its format. The Dark Knights. Yeah. How fucking cool would that have been? It would have been like, <laughs> it, and the thing is, maybe it'll change. I mean, it, it's just the Anaheim Ducks now, which is yeah. a shame because the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim was the greatest name because it wasn't too pompous for sports, mm-hmm. but they ditched the best logo, the second best logo in hockey. <laughs> uh, I totally agree with you. Like, it was so fucking awesome that that just existed. That why not it, yeah it, it like 
it's such it's a great movie anaheim just seems to really like fuck up all of their franchises uh yeah because now we have speaking of the uh vegas golden knights the the full name of um the angels is the uh los angeles angels of anaheim if you're paying attention that's the angel the the angels angels of anaheim okay that's their official name as a team is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yikes. I, I mean, that right there is the perfect encapsulation of how everyone <laughs> in Anaheim wishes they were somewhere actually in LA and not just adjacent to Disneyland. It's the, I mean, that's the only thing that it reads as to me as someone who like doesn't live there. But as a Californian, it yeah. would make sense that you would be like, oh yeah, Anaheim that is, is so them. Anaheim is a bunch of highway wrapped around Disneyland and it Dang. has some sports teams and no one knows why. Yeah. Like never mind whether a team should be playing Carolina. I like, at least there are cities there. And <laughs> I don't need to bash Anaheim uh, any more than hiring Randy Carlyle will bash them. So. Boom. Yeah. That's how I feel about his coaching. Um, Do you like all three of those Mighty Ducks movies? Because I do. I. uh, You can say whatever you want. But. I'm not. I I do. I'm not as. I'm more of a fan of three than a lot of people. Me too, dude. And I'm not as big a fan of two. As a lot of people are. Mostly because I didn't have it recorded onto a VHS. See, I'm the opposite. I had two on VHS and I don't know one as well as two and three. Because I used to play three on the Disney Channel all the goddamn time. I think we even had like, we even bought three three because three... It was a lot easier to get a hold of. You were, yeah. Mostly because it was not in demand. Yes. And very much in supply. Yes. That's so funny. So, I like that movie, man. It's fun. It's, it's really fun. There's there's the odd subplot of uh, they've like Gordon Bombay's in it. He's not the coach. Yes. They are at a college prep school they are horribly falling apart there's the weird subplot of uh the super topical uh changing of the mascot thing because that was right as like schools in my district were going from warriors to firebirds that's (laughs) really interesting i i wouldn't have thought about that as a uh uh, like reason that they would do that in right the movie. but, it, but it was like a back, topical holy piece shit, of social i can't commentary, believe they did that <laughs> which is a weird thing but also a big sports thing and you know fortunately all of that naming and mascot of native americans in sports is very far behind us so you yeah know, it's really <laughs> a relic of the 90s uh but no the first one like was always my favorite and then i, I like i've gone back and watched the second one and the slapstick feels a little weirder and the tur- like it's all tournament play that is kind of odd and the the team it doesn't US, make any sense yeah the, the, team, the actual logistics oh of it don't yeah make sense no the scores they show on screen don't make and i i don't understand and, and i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt and i'm like i you know we've already seen gordon bombay be redeemed once yeah yeah and also i fully expect him to marry charlie's mom and Mm. he doesn't Mm -hmm. now there's this chick and it's just i mean they're adults whatever but you know he's a role model (laughs) so yeah the second yeah yeah, this i 
I'm that person who prefers Mighty Ducks 1 and Ninja Turtles 1 to their much more famous and like fun Quote sequels. That's that I can I can get behind that. I had Secret of These on DV or on VHS as well. So like Secret of These and weirdly I had like all of the second movies I'm just realizing because I watched Temple of Doom yeah, the most as a those, kid. Uh, well and like everyone's favorite Star Wars is Empire Strikes Back and like I'll, there was a this was a time when someone was saying to me the other day it's like this was a time when a lot of stuff would make a bold statement with its first movie and then get a budget and attract oh, actors and get all this talent. So there were a sense. ton of great number two movies makes or sense. more marketable. Or, yes, yeah, whatever. Right. What, however you want to describe that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess the only other thing I'll say is that I never buy in the Mighty Ducks movie. Well, especially, this happens so much in D2 <laughs> and a little bit in D3. But in D2, fucking everyone knows who those kids are. And that is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, no one knows who those kids are. <laughs> no, it's, it's so... Everyone's like, you're those kids on that <laughs> oh hockey my gosh. team. Aren't you uh, that team? Aren't you that one junior hockey team from Minnesota? Like no, woof. I mean, no. How? I, I, no. I also do love. I mean, they do sort of set the groundwork for that because in the first film, there are all these adults whose entire lives have been twisted and shaped by a like not even state by like a like a a peewee yes. hockey game with no indication of of. Like if this is even regional or just yes. like the the, the surrounding <laughs> suburbs, yes. like that championship hockey game twenty two years ago has shaped multiple yeah. adults, and like people still have newspaper clippings <laughs> of that game. Like it's it makes the newspapers, and it. Yeah. So I can sort of see. If they're going to like raise expectations there, I can sort of see how like it can be spun into this crazy thing. Sure. And also that lawyer did throw away his career uh, in a huge corporate meltdown right. face off. Yes. So maybe that was the uh, national news angle. Maybe so. Yeah. I guess if you if you're like and in weird news for and the day, like <laughs> Jay Leno went through it on headlines. <laughs> Watch this lawyer have a meltdown over the <laughs> hockey team he coaches as revenge for his life turning out the way it did yeah exactly um okay uh turning to the other hockey movie that i love goon goon oh i'm so glad you said goon i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say slapshot and i think i don't slapshot, think even think i've seen the slapshot movies uh slapshot the first movie i haven't seen the sequels there are a lot of great hockey movies and Everyone I disagree with about hockey, that generational frame of oh, mind sure. thing I was talking about, they love Slapshot. Slap uh, and I think that Goon, I think that Slapshot is a movie about a utterly amoral and conniving hero. Mm, and Goon is the story. Uh, I think it like, you can't, like, I'm sure Jay Baruchel when he was working on Goon was like, I mean, I can't ignore the legacy of Slapshot, but like Goon mm. uh, on the flip side is a story about the most angelic and well-intentioned of villains. Yes. I, I love this movie. I've seen it over and over. I've, I've also seen it a few times. I saw it at the Century Landmark, like when it was still there and I was just like, I left just being like, oh my God, that was fantastic. Like I saw Goon and The Raid in like the same weekend and I was like, Whoa. movie 
movies are so good. I'm and here like, to shake up how you feel about violence. And and they were so violent. I think because Century, I've, I've told this story before and maybe not on the podcast, but like I saw both of those movies and in between them, I went to the Victoria's Secret that is in the like complex of uh, where the Century Landmark yeah. is. And like as I was leaving after Goon, I was like, did I do that? Because I was like questioning my femininity. I thought you were going to say you took up MMA like that. <laughs> Exactly. Like yeah. I, I don't know if I consciously or subconsciously um, made that choice, but like I went to see the raid with like three dudes. I think I went to see Goon by myself because I just heard really good things yeah. and fucking loved it so much. God, that's a good movie. Uh, my, like the the music, the weird juxtaposition of, uh. The, the fact that like it's the stakes are so low and that's what makes them so high like that's part of what that like that's a wonderful hockey movie tradition is it's like no one's ever going for the yeah. Stanley Cup it's like this is the league to get into the league that yeah. feeds a feeder league that matters and of course right. just like this Minnesota Pee Wee hockey team or <laughs> like uh, this yeah. team that's in danger of being sold off and slap shot like this is it it's when mm-hmm. you're at the bottom of the barrel that you have the highest stakes and and it's another movie where like the guy gets discovered in the stands you know like he gets discovered because he like beats up a fan yes and uh and people can't stop talking about it yes uh <laughs> Which I which just makes me think of the is it the kicker? There was that Disney Channel movie about oh, like a garbage kicker. Yeah, kicking, that was weird. Yeah, I, I remember what you're talking about. I it. can think of of them discovering someone Fuck. in the stands. Uh, I'm thinking of um in at the beginning of Rookie of the Year, Henry Rowan Gardner um oh, throws the ball from. Because he's at a Cubs game, so everyone's like, throw it back. You got to throw it back, dude. But he's sitting in the bleachers, and he throws it to home plate. And everyone's like, whoa. Is that the one with the kid? Yeah. Okay. He, um, he uh, like, his rotator cuff, like, improperly healed is the, the so buy-in for rookie power. of the year. Okay. Yeah. So, so, like, he can only throw fastballs. Uh, and then he, so like. So it's the kick-ass of baseball movies. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not dissimilar, <laughs> um, but it, it's uh, it's good, man. I rewatched it recently around the World Series, and like I was like, "This is a good like." I watched that and um, uh, fucking Major League, and I left them thinking that Rookie of the Year holds up way better than Major <laughs> League does. I'm not surprised. Kids' movies keep their shine on them way longer than like adult com like adult. That is exactly movies. how it read yeah. to me. It was like this is still a really good kids' family movie. And this is an uh, uh, dated yeah. like adult comedy. Yeah. Um. But I, I I am not surprised at all that you super like Goon because like I can't. I mean, Eric loves it too. So like, I don't think I know hockey fans who don't like it. But I also know a lot of people who like mo- movies who couldn't give a shit about hockey right. who really like well, it. It says such interesting things <clears throat> to me about violence. One of my favorite favorite things is that there are like a that there's a like that the theme is opera like to like do this clash <laughs> yeah, of the titans yeah, stuff like yeah. the music is so great and mm-hmm. and that my very favorite thing though is that there are three instances uh not shots but three instances of women being like super into and impressed by 
Doug's violence. Mm -hmm. And then when the consequences of that happen, like them being not. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, there's, there's, because like there's the, Girl, some random girl in the stands is cheering him on when he gets discovered. But then when he breaks that guy's helmet, she is understandably yes, horrified. Right? And there's yes. this little girl who's that. holding up, a, like she's like cheering up against the glass when he's a Highlander. And then when he crunches someone into it, then she is like scared. Uh, and Eva all That's throughout really is totally into it, all the way until mm-hmm. it's Doug who's hurt. Right? I, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot and I love it. <laughs> that's really that's a really great uh reading. Um and it just makes me want to like go back and rewatch yeah, it again. <laughs> and that's not even like the core thing. That's just something No, it's, it's just it's, a feature of it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because I mean that's how he wins her over to begin with. Is yeah. he's just like, This guy messing with you. <laughs> yeah. Like and that's you know, like we're taught by so many movies that that's the way to like get the girl yeah. is by like hitting the other guy yeah. and like you're right yeah seeing that come full circle uh is really really interesting and like who knew sean william scott could turn in a performance like that it's awesome <laughs> and i'm so excited for goon too yes me too dude i'm i'm in all the way i really hope they release it stateside because i don't know if they will really because goon one's still like the only hockey movie on netflix like i don't i don't know whether they see it as like a successful cult movie or a cult cult movie right interesting it's hard for me to to judge from from the inside. I'm not an objective person. No, <laughs> I want, yeah. Yeah. We, what, what, what was I just uh, uh, talking about? They're like saying that, um, uh, oh, it was um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, we talked about that yeah. and like watching through it all and, and really enjoying it. But apparently it's like the lowest rated show on network television. And that kind of blows my mind. I, I mean... It's a lot smarter than a lot of people who watch network television are. Uh, it's more ambitious. I don't. I haven't watched uh, very much of the second season, so I don't no, know if it's neither taking am I. a die. I don't know if it's taking a tank in ratings, uh, but yeah, I don't understand. N- neither have taste. I. But I thought for sure the second season would just like blow up because people had actually caught up with the first yeah. season, and and I'm sure that uh, I actually. Uh, heard this in a um, like interview with Rachel Bloom earlier today, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I'm and she even was like, you know, it's just the people who watch it like watch it on Netflix, like it's yeah. because, but it's over the air. Like you could get it over the air anyway. I don't yeah. know. I haven't watched. It. Neither one of us as fans of the show have been watching the second season. So, so I like, guess that explains the ratings. I think we just confirmed. <laughs> well, mostly I just think ads <laughs> suck, and smart people really don't want to watch ads. Too true, my fur. Yeah. <laughs> Small fellow smart fur. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you mentioned uh, Arthur Urbe earlier. Are there other like major players who have been your favorites over the years? Um, I mean, I've got a Joe Thornton jersey. He's just uh, uh, not quite Yarmio Yager in terms. Of, I don't think he'll play until he's in his forties. But like, he's such a incredible testament of like hockey IQ and playmaking ability and uh was very much the the cornerstone of the franchise when i got back to the sharks Mm -hmm. um and i'm a a big like i i love like there are obviously a lot of sharks up here like joe pavelski is captain america he's the he's like my hero um patrick marlowe's great 
Uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. It helps that I had him uh, on oh. fantasy in his rookie year, and he had a bad, he had a real bad sophomore slump. But I remember being like, I don't know, man. That kid was really something. And a couple uh, times I saw him because I made a point of watching. Oh, like, oh, I've got that guy on my fantasy team. Sure. I'm going to watch this game. Totally. Like, I was so excited. I watched excited. a lot of Raiders football because yeah. I had Derek Carr. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And it's and I just think he's such an exciting, talented player. And like I read somewhere, I don't know if he still does this, but like when he was coming up after every game, his grandfather back in Russia would stay up to watch the games live oh. and he'd call his grandfather and they'd go over the oh game together. Oh, my God, Hans. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> God, <laughs> Jesus! Where does he play? I'm he plays in St. Louis. Okay, which is not great for talking to people. But like, yeah. I'll, I'll often say like, "Oh, I love Tarasenko," and uh, anyone you know. in Chicago's like, "Fuck you, man!" Yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty yeah. much, Whatever. especially in last year's playoffs. But yeah. he, but he's so talented. He's so cool to watch. And there's, I, I love, I love that there's this whole movement of like these weird little dudes now yes. who can just bolt up the uh, ice. Shiri? It's yeah, Connor Shearer, yeah, he he's pretty great. Johnny Gaudreau leaps to mind as just like, wow, that's a little space alien that's <laughs> going to be a little hockey god <laughs> yeah. uh, if they ever sort out who to put next to him kind <laughs> sure. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? And we obviously, uh, the Sharks are your guys. Um, uh, are Do you have like teams in the other yeah. leagues yeah. and stuff? Uh, I mean, I think Ed coined the term but like girlfriend team yes I, yeah, yeah. I, the tampa bay lightning are actually my girlfriend because oh. i listen to hockey on the radio a lot and i just i remember thinking like, ah the lightning that's i know dan boyle came from the lightning and i just started listening to them on the radio and they have they had for a long time phil esposito as the color commentator who's just like this he set some records he broke some faces and now he's just old and his biography <laughs> is a trip and he's the color commentator uh-huh. and then dave mishkin is the the play-by-play guy and i've never heard someone i've like i've never heard anyone including growing up in the academic setting i did uh who was a harder parent and a more disappointed person than dave mishkin because so he constantly funny. is like the lightning i've got to get it out of their own end <laughs> and like he sounds perpetually furious but like not necessarily uh loud about it just uh-huh. like incredibly disappointed it's just his, like intonation he he and i think he i think he is i mean yeah. i think he is but he, he, gets, he like, he's not explosive about it that's he's so just, fun to listen to though it is it's so really weird passionate. it's so yeah. weird that those are these two guys that who are telling hilarious. me about this team with the cool triplet line and steven stamkos and and like a great defense and mediocre goaltending but like it was it that I mean weird. that series was uh, the most lightnings hockey I've watched was yeah. in their playoff series against yeah. the Penguins and like man I I thought the I like I thought Lightning had it yeah like damn they were great like and they I were very to them lose it those and, were oh man and they, I, it's it, it's I I was they were very fun games to watch they yeah. were amazing hockey games they have some amazing talent I really like that they're what they are who they are and also it just perfectly endeared me to like listen on the radio to these two mismatched people who were great at what they did and were in a very strange situation to be broadcasting a radio hockey game. That's amazing. It sounds like yet yet another one of those like uh, weird like things that 
that like it, i mean we spent time talking about how tampa bay just like is in a great market yeah. in general and they have these two oddballs like calling their games yeah. it makes so much sense oh of course yeah. <laughs> um let's see is there any what uh what would you say is like your favorite hockey movie we spent a lot of time talking about it i think it does have to be goon yeah. because I, I i think like you said kids movies mighty ducks holds up it holds up great mm-hmm. uh but and I and I like Slapshot and I like oh man Mystery Alaska is fantastic, uh, but Goon Miracle is, isn't that the other I I haven't thing? gotten a chance to watch yeah, Miracle because it. it's never I don't it's not a cheap DVD and it's not on any streaming services and I'm cheap so there I go. Uh, there was a really weird one called The Speedy Sings that had Rob Lowe there was Young Blood also with Rob Lowe because he played hockey and was really and and when Youngblood was made, it was like, oh yeah, of course we're going to have up and coming film star Rob Lowe and, and uh, Kurt Russell, uh, maybe. That sounds right. Uh, and then like in the Speedy Sings, which was this weird Toronto Sikh hockey movie, he was like a former star. It's just weird. But yeah, Goon, Goon is my favorite. That, that checks out. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that um, you feel like you'd be remiss to mention, to not mention, I should say, uh, is if there's something else that like about your fandom or the sport or anything that like when you're coming in today, knowing you were going to talk hockey, like I got to talk about this. Um, I mean, everyone should follow the Nordiques on Twitter. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, and everyone should check out the NWHL because they're doing good work. Cool. Uh, if they're able to keep it going after this year, which is up in the air. So, you know, mm, uh, more. That's how women's soccer professional leagues have always been too. Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm working on a project now called Tartans Hockey Live and you should just periodically search the internet for that Sorry, until it exists. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to. Um, well, I, I realized you mentioned the Nordiques and we, we did spend a little time talking about you getting into actually playing, uh-huh. but like, what are the biggest takeaways from that so far? Uh, well, for one thing, it's been really superb to realize a childhood dream very obviously i think like i i wanted so bad and i would always have dreams about being on the ice uh and it's also really great that now that i'm doing it i've since then discovered like that thing where i was told if you're gonna do it you have to devote yourself entirely to it in performing and theater and it's really nice now that i can have something where i don't have to beat myself up about something i can have an i've carved out a piece of my life to actually have fun man what a dream yeah it's like one or two nights a week you just go play hockey and that's it and and i like i'm constantly getting better incrementally and i'm never gonna make the show and it's such a relief that 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 a childhood dream is something i get to enjoy on my own terms, as opposed to being a sort of Damocles hanging over my head. Oh, I love that. Eric's had a really similar um, experience just in terms of it being really fucking fun. Yeah. He just loves it so much um, and is having a ton of fun with it. Uh, so I'm really glad that uh, he gets to do that with you guys and that all you guys do it. And like, you know, it was just... I think that's it for a lot of us. We're, we're, we don't win much, but like every goal is huge. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because it's like, this is a major achievement and not yeah. that like we're constantly losing. We do pretty well. We yeah. ho- we 
hold our own. Yeah. And then we generally lose. But like yeah. when it it helps that our, our goals when they come are not flukes. It's like, hell yeah, our hard work is paying off and we're scoring more and more of these as we go on. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. Uh, thanks for uh, humoring me. Uh, so last question, and it may uh, have you talking about your um, Tartans project a little more. How do you feel like your love of hockey has influenced you both creatively and then kind of in general in your big picture of life? We may have just spoken to that a little uh, before I asked you to ask the question. So um, it's it's done a wonderful job of giving me some perspective. Uh, it's something that I'm really glad I've been able to say yes to, but I'm also still able to say no to. Um, like <laughs> sure. I'm able to to carve out a piece of my life for it, but not devote even all my time to it. I can focus on you know <laughs> that theater and performing thing that eats up a big part of my life and i can focus on spending time with my wife and like it it brings balance as opposed to disrupting balance so like cool on a personal sense and somewhat professional sense it's it's my zen thing yeah and totally it's it's fundamentally a team thing uh and it has always inspired me to be my best self i i have the world's worst hockey tattoo uh which is uh the captain's yes! C tattoo oh my over my heart God. Uh, and that's like oh i got that God, before i love I, it yeah okay well i got that before oh i God. ever thought it's I like was, a theater kid getting the like drama oh, masks <laughs> you're absolutely right but it really hurts to hear you say that i'm sorry it's i said it but you know so, it's true it is, it is it's that bad it is that horrible and i got that before i ever thought i was gonna though. play oh sure, uh, sure, sure. It's, it's just the sea it's nothing like it's just it's the not sea. flashy it's not like it's fucking on fire or something right. yeah and i just i got that before i was ever thought I was going to ever be in a hockey locker room as like a be like, this is my own personal expression of like what leadership and like taking ownership and responsibility for my life is. And then I became a hockey player. I'm like, you seem like the worst. You're the biggest douchebag. Um, so it's so funny. That's so funny. But that, uh, yeah, yeah, because as just like a person who enjoys hockey, what a sweet like sentiment, you know, like this is leadership and like it's, you know, I never would have known that you had it, you know, yeah. unless you showed it to me, but in a hockey locker. In a hockey, in, with, in, out of context, real sweet, within in a, a certain co- unintentional context. A beginner's league. <laughs> exactly. In a beginner's league. Never mind like if I like somehow became a hockey talent and like show up and like, that's right. I'm going to be the star. It was like, oh no, no, no. This is even worse. That's precious. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and then I guess like the other thing is that like, as I mentioned, I, I, uh, I love hockey on the radio. Like I remember hearing the first uh, game winning Stan- goal in a Stanley Cup final by a shark being called by Dan Rusinowski, who's my hero. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And like, I love women's hockey too. So I've been working on a project called Tartans Hockey Live, which is about a fictional women's hockey team. Cause there's, turns out, a ton of uh, female acting and voice acting talent in this town. Uh, and I was like, which is, and I love women's hockey. And I was like, why don't I just make these things from, from pretty much the get go? It was always going to be a women's one. And then, um, 
I, it's just a fun project I want to work on. And it's like the first self-motivated, self-driven yes. project that's God. not through someone else. So You were asking me about the the probe before we got started or, or mentioned it anyway. Yeah. And and that was the same for me. It was the first like, it was it, it wasn't necessarily, it was like Matt and I both for sure. It was us wanting to work together, but it is so solely independent and our thing and man it it feels really different (laughs) yeah and it it, it, it's it's a world i know it's a world i love and it's my weird little uh there's elements of not like like supernatural or weird Mm -hmm. stuff to it but it is at the end of the day just yeah uh, a love letter to something i spend a ton of my listening time to and heart time too and it's uh that's awesome and if i'm gonna and no one else is driving it so it's gonna take this c on my chest to make it actually happen hell yeah dude yeah hell yeah (laughs) uh i'll absolutely link to the uh when you shared a a piece that you had already written at your source oh yeah link to that because that's all there is to link to right now right um but hey man that's a teaser as far as i'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) because i want to listen to it uh when when it is released thank you so much for doing thank you this is awesome this has been so much fun I love you, and I mean that. You've, I love you. You've got to get a couple more hockey people on oh. so that you can then open the soccer floodgates. I'll work on it. I'll, I'll ask like Ed or someone and like hope that that'd be something he would talk about. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.